You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how is it rolling? Wheels Wienerker, fan of the one and two New York Jets. Yeah, so are you happy or are you sad with what happened yesterday? No, it's depressing. I really tried not to watch the second half. <laughs> I'm happy watching them lose. It was so weird trying to lose while they, keep, they kept like, you know, intercepting Cutler and doing better. It was, it was gross. Yeah, yeah. Cutler was, uh, was too bad for you. Uh, you know... I wanted to have an emergency podcast with you yesterday because you've accused me in the past of some of my takes, even though we record on Monday, which is before most you know, uh, football weekly podcasts record, you've accused me in the past of some of my takes being too old by Monday afternoon that people have already heard them on Sunday. And I wanted to record yesterday because like the 20 minutes of like the end of the one o'clock games was just like madness, like insanely exciting. And so I wanted to record right after that. And then I see ESPN already this morning put like made this whole like video thing about like those 23 minutes of craziness. Yeah. Mike, so they've already beat us to the punch from three or four. Yeah. And usually it's like there's one. Good it's, game. it's not even it's like but it's like 350 to like 420. Right. You know, you know what this was like, actually, uh, before they staggered the NCAA tournament games, like for many years, there was just like four games at 1230 and then four games at three and four games at seven and four games at 930. And once in a while, you'd have like three of the 1230 games down like literally having their final possession at the same time and they'd have to go like triple screen or yeah but there's no red zone channel for uh, right. for march madness right. so, so. That, that this was really like uh, bill Bornwell said it was i think the seventh closest one o'clock slate ever but in you know in the, in the five or six years i've been watching the red zone plus the four years before that where i was being paid to you know keep i you know on the one o'clock game so about uh, the last decade this is, at worst, the second or third best uh, 1 o'clock slate. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And it's funny because, you know, the NFL has been really struggling the first two weeks. Uh, the, the quality of play has been bad. You know, the stands have been a little bit empty. Uh, ratings are down. Everybody's criticizing them. Uh, Trump comes out, uh, you know, this weekend and tells everybody to boycott the NFL. The NFL sucks. And so, of course, the NFL all of a sudden immediately becomes yeah, good. No, for sure. So, uh, I'm trying. He, Trump should say something about how my marriage sucks. Yeah. I would appreciate if he did that, yeah, maybe. You know? the Jets are going to keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should say that I'm uh, getting paid too much by my employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh you want to keep this Yeah, going? so he managed to uh <laughs> It's also interesting cuz like the boycotting of the NFL has sort of been like a like a left-wing thing. Yes. Right. You know, now, so it's interesting now, that he, now we'll, now uh you know Bernie Bros like us. Well, we're we're just to be clear, we're Bernie Madoff Bros, not Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Bros <laughs> like us are 
are, you know, like now they're back in. We're, we're all in on the NFL, the wokest league in town. Yeah, if you're woke, yeah, if you're woke, you have to support the NFL now. <laughs> right. At one point, liberals and conservatives were boycotting. Here's the deal. If you love someone tweeted, I think Jimmy Trainer Sports Illustrated tweeted like, if Roger Goodell murdered my family, I'd still watch 12 hours of football today. You know, he tweeted that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, you know, some like conservative guy tweeted a few weeks ago, like, I'm the fan the NFL can't afford to lose. Like, if you like the NFL the way I do and the way I think you do, like, no politics is going to change it. I really don't care. Yeah. So it's like alcoholism. We, we, we understand there's many negative consequences to this, yeah. but, you know, we're especially as Vikings fans, Jets fans. Yeah. We're not doing this for pleasure. No, this is all, <laughs> this is just because we have to. A couple of yeah. cool stats. We're, yeah. We're like football fans who are, who are drinking mouthwash to get drunk. Basically. A couple of cool, a couple of cool stats <laughs> I came up with today. Um, all right. So, first of all, this is that I didn't, this isn't some great stat, but only two undefeated teams after week three. I don't believe that's, that's happened in the last like 20 years. Only two. Th- Last no, year, I think weren't the Vikings the only one at four and zero. The Vikings were the only one to get to four and zero, and of course they also got to five and zero, and then they barely got to six yeah. at, at ten. Um, but three and zero, Falcons and the Chiefs. Um, the number one team in the NFL in point differential is. Do you have a guess? It's uh, not the Chiefs. No, it's the Jaguars after their drubbing of the Ravens. They're plus uh, thirty eight. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, because they had a big blowout in week one as well. Yeah, but yeah. this, the Rams have scored the most points. They've scored 70 more points than the Giants in the same amount of games. <laughs> Jared Goff, baby. Uh, somebody tweeted yesterday, it turns out that the Jared Goff-Case Keenum battle in Los, in, uh, Los Angeles last year was a battle between the two best quarterbacks in football history. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you know who's last in point differential? Last in point differential. Um, off the top of my head. I don't know. Is it is it still Indy? Yeah, Indy is first. The Giants are second, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So so let's get uh, let's quickly recap uh, just those the early games yesterday. It was just, I mean, it was completely bonkers. So Pittsburgh at Chicago. This is, by the way, uh, two weeks out of three that Chicago has uh, played really well at home against a, a Super Bowl contender type team, and they sandwiched that with a garbage game on the road. So how how do we explain that? Now, part of it is the Steelers. You know, this is one thing I was big on in the preseason. The Steelers are a much worse road team than a home team. But how do we explain the Bears playing so well against Atlanta and against Pittsburgh at home? Uh, we don't. I mean, their defense is competent, but like we don't. It doesn't make any sense why the Bears are, are playing this well. Yeah, and and the, by the way, at the end of the first half, obviously that game went crazy at the end of the second half in overtime. But at the end of the first half, where there was the Leon Lett play for the Bears. Yeah. So I mean, we say that you know we we said a lot the last couple of years that like there, if you watch football. All day, you'll see at least one thing every Sunday you've never seen before. Uh, I mean, Leon Lett was celebrating, but Marcus Cooper just looked like he like stopped, like he wasn't even yeah. trying once he got to the two. It's like he's tired or something. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, the real thing that you'd never seen before, because you sort of have seen that, it happens in college every week if you know you're willing to go down to like uh, you know the FCS. Uh, but the one thing I you know that you've never seen before is the Von Miller penalties, the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the psych. <laughs> because Tyrod Taylor was yeah, for those who didn't see it, he hits Tyrod Taylor, and then he he gives him a hand to lift him up, and then pulls it back yeah. and says psych, presumably. Yeah. And then he got flagged for sports. And it changed the game. It was, it was a massive yeah. play. It was, it, was, it was fourth and six, and it became first and ten yeah. with a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just uh, absolutely crazy. You'll never see that again in your the, life. The crazy thing is, so the Bears have the Leon Lett play uh, to end the first half, and then in real time, within about five minutes, Stefan Diggs had a 59-yard touchdown for the Vikings, and he did the same thing, 
and the defender for Tampa caught up to him on like the one yard line, but Diggs managed to, to uh, get the ball back and just get into the end zone. But he very nearly fumbled. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just it's crazier to me though when it's a defensive player because as a defensive player you score a touchdown that's, so infrequently yeah, you might get one or two in your career. career. Like Cooper will never. Score yeah. Again. Yeah. Why are you not like you know like get all the way into the end zone before you celebrate? It's really insane. It's, it was crazy. I mean, I know you're running his theme, but that's crazy. And also like Odell peeing like overshadows the fact that he has like two amazing touchdown catches. Yeah, which, by the way, like, who cares? Like, he, like somebody said, oh, how am I going to explain this to my kids? Like, have your kids never seen a dog? Like, that's what dogs do. They, you know, he was pretending no, to be sure. a dog. My kids would have thought it was hilarious. And it cost yeah. them four yards because yeah. <laughs> they, they had the ball to 29 instead of 25. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to do a quick draft before we get into? Uh, uh, okay. Well, we, let's just we finish recapping those, the late games. Fine. Yeah, let's do last. Okay. So the, so the Atlanta at Detroit game, um, like, what's your take on, on that rule, the 10-second runoff? It's a unjust rule that they did not think of the consequence for, but it was applied correctly. Okay, so I disagree with you. The exact opposite happened last year before they implemented the rule, or was it two years ago? It's unjust the other direction, because then you're giving the team with no timeouts a free timeout. Basically, it's unjust either way, right? Ten seconds is also an arbitrary number. Well, yeah, but that's sort of the minimum estimate of how long it would take to get a play. Yeah, the point, right, if, they, if they had called him down in the, line, in the field of play, they would not have been able to get a playoff within eight seconds. Nine or ten, arguably they could, which is why that's the runoff. I think yeah. part of the problem is the. Li- I mean, it was a bad play call by the Lions. You can't call a play where there's any question about being down in the field of play. I. I mean, obviously, I agree. I mean, listen, the the yeah. Texans had to know that that Brady was going to Cooks, and it didn't stop them. But yeah, but right, yeah. smart teams. You know, not teams that secretly give Caldwell extension in in February, but smart teams. Yeah. By the way, giving Caldwell the extension when they started two and zero is just you know high comedy. No, no, but it was it's an old extension that they just announced. Oh, okay. But um and the Falcons now three and zero. you know, as you said, the only undefeated team left in the NFC and, and probably should be one and two. Yeah, listen, yeah. their penance is coming. The All right. Uh the Houston at New England game, you know, everybody knew the Patriots were coming back to win that game. There was zero doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, how crazy were you going when O'Brien kicks the field goal up too? Because I was going out of my Yeah, mind. it's four yeah. And Morty, I was watching with my friend Morty. And he was saying, like, you have to stop catering, you know, to, to playing against one player, even if he's Tom Brady. Like, play the way you'd normally play. Kick the field goal. You know, don't don't let them beat you with a field goal. I said, like, no, you need to. There was nobody in America who thought the Patriots weren't scoring a touchdown yeah, there. No, you cannot give Brady the ball back ever. Yeah. And again, if you convert the fourth down there, the game's over. And Bill Bryan is a buffoon and he's coaching scared. No one, no one who's reasonable is going to get mad at you for failing on the fourth down play. Yeah. The only way you don't do it is if you think you have a below 50% chance of... I mean, even like a 40% chance you probably still go for it. But, then, but, but that like, wasn't even O'Brien's biggest mistake of the game because then, um, you know, on the 12, with 12 seconds left, they get the completion and he doesn't call a timeout for some reason. They waste like 10 seconds. seconds. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, that was also incomprehensible. It was so hard to keep track of like maybe he was watching the Red Zone channel. I was watching the Red Zone channel and, like, and Andrew Siliano was like also having trouble keeping track of what was going yeah. on. It was like four games in. Yeah. Um, what I actually did, so uh, the, I did a, like a, the four box option on Sunday Ticket. So I had four different games going. I kept the Red Zone channel in one box and then I kept the other three games in other three boxes. Don't you find the boxes too small? That's what I do a lot of times, but the- well, the, well, I, I put it actually on my computer screen instead of on my TV. I flipped it from I turned off Chromecast, so I was watching on my computer screen because then I'm an inch away, and I can also be switching audio back and forth much quicker than I can on the TV screen. So yeah, I do that a lot. I do I do Red Zone and then the three games. I do that a lot. even at four yeah. o'clock. Sometimes there'll be three games. I'll do like Red Zone. Well, there's yeah. Well, there's exactly three games. Yes, I did that also actually. Very weak slate, although they ended up being okay workmanlike games, but. One of the weaker four o'clock slates I can ever remember. 
Yeah, but that again, the, the best time to take a nap or do something with your kids or whatever is like four to six on Sunday afternoon or four thirty. Yeah, I I never unless unless it's my team, I never watch yeah, the first half. That's resting time. Need a little break. And then there was Giants Eagles, which I accidentally rated as the best game of the week last week, and uh, it turned out to be a uh, yeah that was cool. yeah it, you know. What did you think was the correct call? Like going for the sixty-one yard field goal with Odo Beckham Jr. back there to you know pull an Antonio Cromartie on you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Well, why not? Because again, what you know, if the Giants get it, then it's just like a, a reverse to Sean Jackson. Because then you have a bunch of slow offensive linemen trying to chase Odo Beckham Jr. Like, by the way, the funniest thing is in the pregame they asked Doug Peterson how confident he was with his kicker, uh, and he said I would try up to fifty-five yards. And then he tries a 61-yarder. Yeah, yeah, and then in the post-game co- press conference, he says he was asked how confident he was on the kicker. He says, oh, I had no doubt that was definitely going through. I'm like, you're a liar because before the game, you said you wouldn't even let him try one from that right. distance. And it was like a weird video game <laughs> kick where it like was like almost an inch too far to the right and almost an inch too short. Yeah, it just it like got in there. squeezed in yeah. both ways. Yeah. By the way, I, I lo- you got to feel so happy for the kicker, though. That's the highlight of his life. Uh, yeah, it is the highlight of his life. There's a really cool video on Twitter, if you could find it, about uh, – of his parents watching, like his dad is shaking afterwards. Yeah, uh, watching that kick, it's very cool. Uh, and this has been the Bengals' year because the Bengals picked that guy in the fifth round this year, but cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, he's like Aguayo Jr. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know that part. All right, so let's uh, let's get to your uh, draft this week. Okay, so this week, uh, just in you know, for the complainers at home, I actually wanted to do a pop culture drift. I wanted to do in honor of the. Uh, on the Seinfeld podcast, I was watching the Seinfeld finale. I wanted to do uh, each of us drafting five series finales from TV shows, but Chester said he only had two that he cared about. I had eight, so if you want my series finales, maybe in a different podcast. So what we're going to do instead is football. We're going to do a football draft. Just a quick update. You were beating me by about 30 points in the WNBA draft after one game. Even though the uh, Lynx lost uh, at the buzzer in game one. Yes. Yeah, I had a couple players, uh, Rebecca Brunson and Renee Montgomery, who didn't show up. Only had five points combined. Yeah, Maya Moore uh, had a great game. Sylvia Fowles had a great game, but again. Maya Moore had 27, I think. I, my uh, um, Chelsea Gray, and I'm blanking on her yeah, name. Yeah, Chelsea now. Gray had 27 uh, had, had, had 27, including, I think, the game winner. Uh, anyway, so this week's bet, we are betting on coaches to get fired. I believe the scoring will work. You get three points for every – you could keep picking until you want to stop picking, but you lose you, – it's plus three if your coach gets fired – but minus two if they don't. And it could be fired, quit, traded, whatever. They have to be off that team by the end of Black Friday, which is, you know, Monday, January 2nd, I'm just guessing. Um, and uh, do you want first pick or next two for NFL head coaches who are going to get fired? So the deadline is 11.59 p.m. or 5, like the day after the season yeah. ends is the deadline. Yeah. Uh, Schefter, they don't have to, like, form. We don't know the paperwork. Schefter, Adam Schefter. You know, or like, or Rapport or Peter King has to say, like, they're gone. Okay. All right. I will take, I don't care. Should we call the, flip the coin? Yeah, flip it. Flip the magical coin. Okay. Call it in the air. It's January 1st. Call it in the air. 2018. Heads. Heads it is. All right. I want next two. You go first. Okay. So I pick the first pick. Uh, which coach will definitely be unemployed when the season ends? Definitely be unemployed. They could retire also. I mean, there's a couple obvious ones, but the question is why weren't they fired a long time ago? So how stupid are there? Are there? Yeah, <sighs> very stupid. Yeah. I mean, I know that you want, uh, you know, Bulls, obviously, as a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Pagano. I just don't. Yeah. There's no it way he should fill the job. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Chuck Pagano. Pagano. You're out of here. 
Um, I'm going to go next to, I'm going to go with the Jets' Todd Bowles. I definitely would have gone Pagano 1. I think that's the obvious pick. Um, but then for the, my third pick overall, I am going to go with Marvin Lewis. And I, 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 I think they're going to have to go at least 4-12 for him to even, you know, consider getting, you know, for Brown to consider firing Marvin Lewis. But I do think they're probably going to go to 4-12 at this point. So, Marvin Lewis, you're out of here. Okay. All right. So my next pick is uh, John Fox. Although, again, the Bears keep uh, playing well at home, but I, I just think – I don't think he wants to be there anymore. I don't think he cares. Yeah. <sighs> this is where, a paycheck at yeah, point. this is where it gets tough. Um, yeah. I mean, you could stop picking now. Yeah. No. I mean, there's going to be more than four coaches fired. Um, I guess I'll go Caldwell. with – Caldwell. You could go with Caldwell. <laughs> well, I would have gone with Caldwell, except, you know, I mean, they still could fire him, obviously. I'm going to go with uh, McAdoo. It's only been two years. But people yeah. are turning on him really fast in New yeah. York. No, McAdoo's in trouble. That's some good picks, Fox and McAdoo. I think we're still in the range where it's more probable than not. I think all five of those guys have at least a 50% chance of getting axed. Yeah. Are you I'm making gonna go, another pick? Yeah, I'm making two more picks. I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. I'm going to pick Doug Peterson, who's only, I believe, in his second year. And is 2-1. Listening to the ringer? Yeah, but I think I, I I just I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. I think he, they maybe go eight, seven and nine, and if they go seven and nine, I think he's toast. So I'm I'm going with Doug Peterson getting fired. Bye, Doug. See you later. And then, you know, I'm kind of I'm not going to pick him, but I'm kind of sick of Dirk Cutter after yesterday. That was a really bad <laughs> performance. Um, yeah, I I think I you know Bill O'Brien I think is is I don't know how hot his seat is, but I think it would behoove him to. You know, win some games, but I'm gonna. I, I actually here's where I'm, here's where I'm going. This is a good pick, actually. Jason Garrett. I think you know the Cowboys go eight and eight. He's for sure gone. I there's just something. There's something. You know, he seems to have maybe have lost the team. I you know he's never really blown me away. Bye bye, Jason Garrett. And now we're All really right. in this slim pickings zone. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Hugh Jackson. He's one and eighteen as a coach for yeah. the Browns. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, um, you know maybe they don't blame him. I don't know, but again, he's he's one in eighteen, so it's hard to. Uh, if they if they win three games or less again, I don't. I just don't see how you keep him. And yeah. then, I mean, uh, Doug Marone. It's his first year in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, and they're two and one. I mean, they, he would he would have to lose his last thirteen to get fired. I think. Yeah, uh, Caldwell. I don't know. I mean, uh, they're already off to a two and one start, so yeah. it's hard and to that's see. That's not that. a big fire. That's a, that's you know similar to the Bengals. That's a yeah. team that gives their coaches a long leash. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna make one more pick. This is my final pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe a surprise, but I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Jay Gruden. This is, I think, his fourth season there. Yeah, and it's not uh, crazy. No. It's not a bad yeah. pick. Although they You're had a out. huge win yesterday, but yeah, so yes. that's my fifth. They are two and one, but again, eight and eight could get him fired. So it's not like it's not like they have to totally collapse. Um, yeah. the, the you know the teams some teams that are tanking like the Chargers have a new coach, so it's tough to pick. Similar, to, you know, same thing with the 49ers. You could, you know, you could war- wonder about old coaches like Belichick or Carroll. Arians is pretty old too, but I'm gonna, I'm not, I, it's not worth picking them because there's a minus two. Bill O'Brien is tempting, but I, I think I'm gonna stop the draft here. I don't think. Did, did you pick Caldwell? No. He's available. You know what? I'm gonna go with Caldwell, and then I'm gonna stop the draft. Okay. <laughs> so we each picked six or five. We each picked uh, five. Five guys. Okay. And what's your team? 
I have a Chuck Pagano, John Fox, Ben McAdoo, Hugh Jackson, and and uh, Jay Gruden. And I have. You have Todd Bowles, Marvin Lewis, Doug Peterson, Jason Garrett, and Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I like I like my team. Maybe we could put up a poll of who's going to win in the. 32 fans Facebook group. All right, you ready to get to the week four games? Uh, and, and thank you thank you for Paul Elliott, who created a Google Doc <laughs> last yeah, week. Yeah, Google Doc for the late. WNBA uh, points. No, for all, for, all, for all the bets, actually. He's and, tracking all the bets. Oh, he is? And I like the guy so who I said he'll another win the Super Bowl for the 5 versus 27 bet. So keep yeah. tracking who's going to win the Super Bowl. Thanks. Yeah, uh, the Patriots with a win, the Packers with a win, the Steelers with a loss, the Broncos with a loss, and the Raiders with a loss. So your teams went 2-3 and three this week. Not ideal. Uh, not I, still, I'm, yeah. I still like my end of the bet. I wish I had a sixth team. And obviously, people were very mad I didn't pick the Falcons. That was controversial, but yeah, I'm fine with it. All right, okay. So let's uh, let's jump into uh, the Week Four games, and uh, we have not picked the, I guess the spreads yet. So we're going to do that live on the air. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Let's copy Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal even more. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll start Thursday night. Uh, the Bears go to Green Bay. Green Bay pulled another one out of their butts. You know, week one, they barely beat Seattle, and we thought, well, Seattle's defense is really good. Uh, but now, is there something wrong with Green Bay, or is it just like they sort of start lo- slow every season? I it, Rogers starts slow every season, and McCarthy doesn't wake up till like, November 1st. And by the way, we say he starts slow, but then he ends the season with, like, 40 touchdowns and 8 picks. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, his bad seasons are always 41 yeah. and 6. I agree. <laughs> All right, and the Bears, basically, they're Jekyll and Hyde at home. They can uh, beat a good team, and on the road, they can lose uh, by 20 points. So uh, what do you have for this line? Okay, so this game Chicago is Chicago at Green Bay. In Chicago. In Green Bay. At Green Bay. Chicago, Chicago at Green Bay. With the Bears playing well, I'm going to say Packers by 7.5. Seven 7.5. And and okay, I said 8.5, and, and you get it exactly. So Keeve jumps out to nice. a one to nothing lead on me here. You know, the Bear, this is a weird spread because if the Bears had not played – that well, this would have been like 11. This easily could have been 11. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Packers yeah. line was bigger against Cincinnati this past week, which is why we both jumped on Cincinnati. We thought that line was Yeah, we knew it was too high, yeah. even though we had And I, I think, I don't know, again, the Bears looked so bad on the road. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to think about who I pick in that one. All right, next one, we're going back to England again, second week in a row. New Orleans against Miami. Neutral site, Saints-Dolphins. Yeah. Yuck. I mean, it's not the worst game. I hate <laughs> it's got to be better than this week's London game was. Yeah, I, I hate the teams we've only seen two games from. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, the Dolphins, like, the, the you know, the, the, the sort of like the chain rule, where is, I'm blanking on the real word, where it's like, well, the, the Bucks killed the Dolphins, you know, like, yeah. the, I mean, where, you know, the Dolphins uh, win. The transitive and, property, and is that what you mean? Transitive property, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say Saints by one. Saints by one. Okay, so you're going to get this one. I had it as a pick 'em. I thought, you know, either team, if they were at home, they'd be favored by three. Yes, they should be a pick 'em, yeah. just about. Well, but actually, Saints are favored by two and a half. In a, in a yeah, game. that's too, way too much. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are getting punished for not showing up against the Jets. Yeah, even though the week I mean, before they went on the road and yeah. beat a decent team on the West Coast. But, uh, right. So, yeah, so, so you're now ahead of me, two to nothing, uh, an early lead for Keeve. Um, I have like three wins in, in three years of doing this, FYI, people. <laughs> All right, we should do it live. Let's up. All right, Buffalo at Atlanta. Again, the, the, the Falcons have uh, struggled on the road against the uh, NFC North. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and in fact, all three, all three of the Falcons games have been against the NFC North, which is an odd way to start the season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm going over a touchdown here. I'm going to say Falcons by eight. Eight. All right, you beat me again. I said seven and a half, and it's eight and a half. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you think about a game like this, and you're like, they're never going to give you less than a touchdown. So it's like, is it seven? Is it seven and a half? Is it eight? Yeah, I mean, is it Buffalo, eight Buffalo's look good, though. You know, they lost. Yeah, they, Buffalo's fine. But they lost on the last play of the game in Carolina. They just beat yeah. the Broncos. You know, they're two yeah, and Buffalo's one. Buffalo's fine. They're yeah. a fine team. They're in first place in the AFC. Yeah, I think I went too low, though. In fact, yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. Eight and a half is pretty high. All right. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore looks really good through two weeks. Mm-hmm. Disaster in week three. By the way, yeah. both Baltimore and Jacksonville. The, the Ravens bandwagon. I think it's first teams not to have a buy on the way back from London, though. So they zip back from London. Hosting well, it's Pittsburgh. up to them. It's at their discretion. Yeah, yeah. They chose not to have a buy. Pittsburgh, again, totally different team on, at home versus on the road. There are no buys week four, right? They don't start till week five, right? Well, but that's only because both of the teams in London chose right, not to. Yeah. yeah, there are no buys this week. We got every team playing. have a um, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Here's where I uh, the, the, the train leaves the station. I really think the Steelers should be favored here. I'm going to say Ravens by one. All right. I also said Ravens by one, so this is a tie. I still can't catch up on you. Pittsburgh by three in Baltimore. Wow. I mean, listen, the Steelers are much better than the Ravens, but. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh barely beat Cleveland on the road, and then they lose to Chicago on the road. Yeah. I mean, I, this is, and we're rea- so far the spreads are reacting to week three. The spreads are reacting way more to week three than they are to weeks one yeah. through three. I, I don't understand this line. Like, oh, the Ravens suck last week? I don't remember weeks one and two. The Dolphins sucked in week three? I don't I think I'm picking Baltimore in this two. game. And oh, oh, by the way, so winners and losers, you beat me by one uh, this past week. And uh, we uh, we both have Dallas, I think, uh, today, so we can't catch up. So so I beat you by one in week one. We tied in week two. You beat me by one in week three. So we're tied on the season. Uh, quickly, Chicago at Green Bay. We both mm-hmm. have Green Bay. Uh, New Orleans versus Miami. Um, I guess I'll take New Orleans. Although I, I'm going to take uh, Miami yeah, in that game. This there. By the way, I'm definitely taking um, I'm taking the points though because I think that's a toss up. I don't know why uh, New Orleans is favored yeah. by so much. All right, so we got a disagree. Buffalo at Atlanta. We're both taking Atlanta. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh has not looked good on the road. Yeah, I, this would not be one of my best bets. I think Miami's actually going to be one of my best bets of the week. Uh, but I'm taking... Um, uh, All right, Pittsburgh. okay, so we got two disagreements. All right, uh, back, okay, so now we got Cincy at Cleveland. And uh, back to the line game. All right, this is a brutal loser leaves town. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Cleveland left town before the season started. That's true. I mean, you Jackson's got to win this game. Otherwise, it's going to be a really good Instead game. Instead of Mar- Marvin Lewis's 0-3, I mean. He's going to be the best coach to ever go yeah. to the 30, Hugh <laughs> Jackson. Um, like, no, there's no heat on him. It's yeah. crazy. And people are even trying to leak stuff. Like, I think some one of the, like, Schefter or Rapport, one of those guys this week, said, like, some Browns guy said, you know, look, you could look now, but Hugh Jackson is 1-17. Like, he's starting to get trash in the media. Uh, this game is in Cincinnati or Cleveland. No, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Bengals by one. Bengals by one. All right, uh, you're going to get this one again. Boy, you are killing me. I had Cleveland by one. How, how have the Bengals earned being a favorite? They're 0-3. Yeah, this, is, this is a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, and it's Cincy by three, which means if this was in Cleveland, in Cincy, it'd be Cincy by nine. That's a bonkers mm-hmm. line to me. Yeah, that w- it wouldn't be that high, obviously. Yeah, so, well, I mean, that's how it's supposed to work. So, all right, so you're now beating me 5-1, to one, including the tie as uh, Cousin Sale and uh, Bill as ludicrous, well. This is but this is... Uh, yeah, I'm at 12 and a half points off through five games. All right, I'm going to pick Cincy to win that game. Are you picking uh, Cleveland? Okay. Yeah, I'm picking Cleveland to win in Cleveland, for okay. sure. So we're both, we both are picking the team that we think should be the underdog, uh, yeah. actually, to win. All right, uh, so that's three discreets. All right, Rams at Dallas. Dallas, obviously, really good week one, uh, really bad week two. We haven't yet seen them in week three. Yeah, this is tough. Obviously, this you know, if the Cowboys stink, this line's yeah. going to be really And neither one of us saw a minute of the Thursday night game because it was on Rosh Hashanah, but apparently it was a really good game. Yeah, people said one of the best games of the year. 
Uh, Goff's been amazing. I, I, you know, the Rams coach, you could lock up coach of the year right now, basically, if they win this game. Uh, in Dallas, I'm going to say Cowboys by five and a half. All right, I'm, I'm in finally, no man's land. I'm finally going to be on one. I, uh, I said Cowboys by seven and a half, and it's Cowboys by eight and a half. That's insane. I, yeah. I, my best bet of the year is the Rams. Yeah, so I don't know. Cowboys aren't blowing anybody out. Yeah, I don't know why. We better I'll... pick this in, in, pick, in pick four, Spread Survivor. You, you think the Rams are going to cover? Yeah, eight and a half is lunacy. Well, let's see. I mean, what the it Cowboys might go do down tonight. to seven tomorrow. Yeah, it might be down by the time. Let's see what the Cowboys do tonight. Because I, I don't think the Cowboys. I don't think the Rams are good. I still think they're bad. Beating San Francisco good, eight and a half. Who are the Cowboys blowing out? Well, they beat the Giants pretty handily in Week One. The Giants are the worst team in football. I just said the Rams <laughs> have scored seventy more points than the Giants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, Giants uh, have two good players on their whole team. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I am nervous in terms of like who who am I nervous about? People ask like that. Will beat out the Jets at one fifteen or two and fourteen. Like if Eli goes down tomorrow, the Giants have two good players, and one of them is useless if, without Eli. If Eli goes down tomorrow, and it's not like they have a good backup, that they they're going to go one and fifteen, you know, at best. Wow, that's a strong take. Yeah, <laughs> who's Eli's backup? Well, Gino's on the team, but I think he's the third string. But it's someone who's better than Gino, but not by yeah. much. Uh, I think Davis Webb, the uh, project QB from. No, Gino's officially the backup, I think. Davis will have the Project QB from Cal, who should not be playing this year. All right. Okay, next line, Tennessee at Houston, a battle for the uh, eventual winner of the AFC South. You're, no love from for Jacksonville. Houston. Yeah, Tennessee I got no love for Jacksonville. Houston. Um, Houston by four and a half. Yeah, uh, this is one of the craziest lines of the year. I was off by five points. You're off by six points. Tennessee favored by one and a half. In Houston. I mean, so we're giving no respect to Houston for almost beating the Patriots, something that they never really do. Like, they played yeah. the Patriots better than, unless the Patriots just suck. They just played the Patriots it, better yeah. than they just ever do. Anybody. Uh, and this is still like everyone blowing the Titans from the beginning of the year. And it, I'm not it, buying it. This line is complete lunacy. Like, the, cannot... does Marcus Mariota, like, have to, you know, throw two touchdowns in a game twice in his career before we can anoint him as, like, the next Drew Brees? I, I, I cannot fathom this line. I can't understand this line. It makes no sense. Uh, look, I've always liked Mariota more than James Winston in terms of you know the battle between the one and the two pick in that draft. But Houston is still a very good team. They're an elite team defensively, right? Their their offense mm-hmm. actually looks somewhat competent with Watson. And I, I, I mean, their line is great. Murray and Henry are running for way over five yards of carry, which is how you know that like yeah. you know the two guys are doing it. It's the line. I'm, I'm absolutely a hundred percent. No questions asked. I'm taking the team Houston. is rushing for I'm five taking Houston in this game right to get points with the better. And they don't, home. they don't really have receivers. Yeah. So we're taking Houston in our uh, survivor pool, I think, in this game. This is a, a this crazy. Spread, All right. Uh, yeah. Lions at Vikings. It's off the board again because nobody knows about Bradford. Um, but let's talk about the Vikings for a second. So, you know, week, week one, they blow up the Saints at home. Everybody's excited about Bradford. Then week two, Case Keenum mm-hmm. looks like not even an NFL player in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then yesterday. He looked better than Bradford did. Talk about the transitive property. The Steelers were like the should be the best team in NFL history, other than the fact that they lost to the Bears. Yeah, I I cannot understand Tampa Bay. First of all, Jameis Winston just throws so many picks. He threw three picks against the Vikings. People who are pumping him up, I just don't understand. He's not a good quarterback. He he makes so many bad decisions. Yeah. Like people we called him the homeless man's Favre in the in, in during the hard. Yeah, hard people compare to Brett Favre. That's that's insulting. Brett Favre is the all time leader in touchdowns and a million others in yards and all these stuff until Peyton Manning came and broke them all. But like, Jameis Winston never gonna get close to there. Jameis Winston is is not a top five quarterback. He's not a top fifteen quarterback. It's weird because it's weird because he's very accurate. He just he just makes bad decisions. 
Uh, he's yeah. His decision making. His decision making is yeah. and off the field also apparently. <laughs> but um, he and, and but but the real problem with Tampa Bay is their secondary is so terrible. I mean, the Vikings receivers were. I think they just had a bad game because the first two games they played really well. And you're right. You, well, no, hold you, on. They've only played one game. Like, no, no, they, they didn't play in week one. You're right. You're, you're right. You're they played. Right. They, they, they beat well the Bears twenty nine to seven. I don't know their defense. The Vikings yeah. wide receivers were wide, wide open. Yeah, but I, I, I need to see another game. I mean, the problem is that the whole team was getting hurt. David got hurt, and McCoy yeah. got hurt. He returned. Like that's a bigger problem. I, I don't think their secondary is that bad. You, it was, it was atrocious yesterday, but you know. Also, give him more time to jail. Like, Ward wasn't there in the preseason. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, yeah, so the Vikings, you know, it's a, I just, you know, we said if the Vikings can somehow sneak out uh, one win in their uh, in their two remaining games with Case Keenum, hoping for some reason that Bradford's coming back week five, although we have no idea when Bradford's coming back, right? No, it's a weird injury. Like, right now we have a better idea of Luck, who looks like he's coming back week six. Yeah. Uh, and I think they have a bye week five. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we got no clue with, with Bradford. But at least now Ke- Keenum was, like, below replacement level, and now he's – competent backup case game. Yeah, I mean, I still don't I still don't buy it. He had a phenomenal game, but again, I think Tampa was I don't really buy it, but, it, but maybe he was just so bad cuz like uh, you know, he needed a week in the system. Well, look, the Vikings have two stuff. wins in the next two. I, I said this in the preseason in the Vikings episode. Like the Vikings before the bye, they have to be 6 and 2 to make the playoffs cuz the second half of the schedule gets much tougher. So, at home against Detroit and then Chicago the next. These are games the Vikings need to win. Uh, whether it's Keenum or Bradford. Whatever. I guess the Vikings would have been favored by 3. Because I figure Vikings with Keenum are pretty even to Detroit, who I still I don't believe in Detroit at all, even though uh, they could just mm-hmm. be three now. But um, all right, so that that board, that lines off the board though. All right, Carolina at New England. I got this one exact, the uh, only exact weird one. Game. I got today. This, this is a win for me. The question is, can you tie me? These are Morty's fantasy quarterbacks, Brady and Newton. Yeah, um, after we made a trade, big trade this week. Well, that worked out well for I think for both of you because he he Brandon Cooks did well for him. Yeah, Brandon um, Cooks had like thirty points. Yeah, but Cam Newton had a bad game. So yeah, well Newton uh, um, and then Demarco Murray who you know had that seventy five yard touchdown run. So that was nice. Can I ask you a fantasy question actually while I think about this Patriots uh, Panther score? Yeah, at home. So I'm in, a, I'm in I'm in uh, an absurd league where touchdowns for quarterbacks are worth six. Yeah, and yards for some reason for only for quarterbacks are uh, per twenty points. Per 20 yards is a point, not per 25. So basically every quarterback has 30 points a week. Well, no, every quarterback is 25, except I picked first, then I picked David Johnson, who is on IR. And then at 24-25, there were no quarterbacks taken. So I said, let me take Brady and, and Rodgers, because there's nobody good left at 25 that's really worth taking. And I'll trade one of them for a good player after they both get off to a white-hot start, because they're Brady and Rodgers. Brady averaged in this league 39 points per game last year. <laughs> in 12 games, he had, you know, 12, whatever 12 times 39 is. And Aaron Rodgers had 506 points in this league. <laughs> now, it's not a PPR league. So Jordy Nelson, right, Rodgers has 506 points. Brady has 468 points in 12 games. It's not a PPR league. So Jordy Nelson, who had, like, one of the better receiving seasons – in a bunch of years, right? He had 14 touchdowns, scored 206 points, 300 points less than Aaron Rodgers scored. The number one receiver, I, I mean, a couple guys had more touchdowns than him, right? Blunt had 18, and I think one, like Zeke maybe had 16, and Johnson had 15 or 16. But, the, you know, so he's 300 points better, and I can't get rid of Brady or Rodgers. People are offering me like T.Y. Hilton for them. Why? Who are they because starting? Because they don't understand. They're thinking. Yeah, someone started Simeon this week. Someone started Mariota. Um... Someone started Jay Cutler. 
Because, again, and it's skewed. It's a 12-team league, and I have the two best guys, and Luck, who's like the fourth or fifth best guy, is injured. So there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks right now. Rivers sucks. Roethlisberger sucks. Eli sucks. Uh, you know, Derek Carr had a bad week, although he's probably number four right now behind Breeze and those two guys. Um, but so now my question is, if we redrafted tomorrow, knowing those rules, David Johnson's already out, where would you, if you had first pick like I did, where would you draft Brady or Rodgers? It's, I mean, I don't know. I would, but you're saying because quarterbacks are so undervalued. What? No, no, no. What, I don't know. I'm like, assuming there was 12 Chesters in the league and people weren't morons, like, would you pick Brady or Rodgers first? No, because you're still only starting one quarterback. Right, but but let's say everyone else is smart, and if you don't get them, like at best you're getting Carr or Wilson at 24 or 25. Yeah. Those guys don't average 30 points a game. It's 39. Think about how few points per game yeah. Jordy Nelson is getting yeah. in this league. It's not PPR at all. No, I, I think you still made the right bet to get both of them. Oh, I definitely did, but you know, Jordy Nelson averaged less than 13 points a game. So if you start Brady, that averages 39. Not that I think Brady's going to average 39, but he had 49 yesterday. And he had 41 last week. He's averaging 45 the last two weeks in that league. Um, if you start Brady and he gets 39 points per game, and then you start like the worst receiver on the waiver wire who gets you an average of, let's say, five, that's 44, versus Carr who gets you like 27, there's no one in the league who gets you 17 points. You're better off starting Brady and leaving your receiver spot blank than starting Carr and Jordy Nelson. You get more points from Brady than Carr plus Nelson. Yeah, and, and okay, fine. People are offering me T.Y. Hilton then now, and, and because they're thinking of it as if it's a four-point, you, know, you know, a normal, if a three, let's say a 300-yard, two-touchdown game got you 20 points because that's what it gets you in standard football. But in this league, it gets you, uh, I don't even know, I can't even calculate that high. <laughs> 12 for the touchdowns, 15, it's 27 points for, like, the most basic game Brady's going to have, basically. Yeah. Um, well, the people in your league are idiots. That's basically the moral of the story. Well, we shouldn't even have this. And then I tried to get to two, two QBs, and it was it was total chaos. I yeah. lost. I lost. Uh, uh, I was like, I got, like, Hillary. I was up, like, 5 nothing in the vote, and we lost 7-5 for two <laughs> QBs. All right. By the way, we forgot to say Tennessee at Houston. So I said Houston's winning. Do you have Tennessee winning or Houston? I'll pick the home team. I have Houston. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we both right, next line. Detroit at Minnesota. By the way, who do you have winning that game? Uh, I need to see the quarterback. But if it's Case Keenum, you know what? Still Vikings. All right. Okay. So no disagreement there. All right. Carolina at New England. You were going to guess the line on that one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say the Patriots by seven, and I fear I'm low. Yeah, you're low. It's eight and a half. I got that one exactly. Okay. I mean, I. I I, I like the Panthers. I don't know if you'd consider that for one of our four best bets this week, but I'm definitely considering I mean, the Panthers. The Panthers. Panthers offense looks really bad. I know. They were bad I against know. San Francisco. But the they were Patriots bad against Buffalo. Over, like, the Patriots they were right bad now. against New Orleans. Nobody's worse on defense than New Orleans. Cam Newton threw three interceptions to New Orleans. Yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. I mean, they haven't blown uh, anybody out yet. You know, they beat the Saints. They got hammered. Well, I mean, they beat the Saints 36-20. to 20. I think that's a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was all in the first half. They could have done more if they needed to. All right, uh, Jacksonville is, at your now, beloved Benjamin's Jets. Out, if you have Benjamin and Olsen, I'm, I guess it's not sure yet that Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin, Benjamin was out the whole year. Then they went 15-1. and one, so. Fair point. And, and, and people say that like he doesn't know the plays even, Benjamin. Um, <laughs> all right, what's the next game? Obviously Jacksonville at your beloved Jets. Jacksonville at the Jets. I, you know, I was nervous about this game. I was not so nervous about the Dolphins game. Uh, 
when the schedule came out. I I predicted uh, when the schedule came out. If you remember, I predicted the Jets would win that game, go one and two, and then I backed off from it last week. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately. So we go from Jay Cutler to Blake Bortles to Deshaun Kaiser, and we're supposed to go in 16? That's not really realistic. I mean, Josh McCown has been excellent so far. Josh McCown's basically been a Pro Bowl quarterback through three weeks. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't missed anybody. He was 18 for 23 yesterday, and they had a couple drops. He was really great. Um, By the way, I'm looking at my preseason predictions. I had the Jets beating the Dolphins in week three and then never winning again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, they unfortunately, they might be the Browns next week. Uh, I'm going to say the Jaguars by three... Wait, this game is in New York, right? In New York. The Jaguars by three. All right, that's a great guess by you. It's Jaguars by three and a half. I was about to say three and a half, but I think three and a half is, is, is a little high because I thought they'd give the Jets well, a little people, credit for being dominant People yesterday. are really pumped, I guess, by Jacksonville, you know, being up yeah. 44 no, nothing. I don't know how the Jets could move the ball. Bowie and, and – uh, or Bowie, however you pronounce his name, and Ramsey are, are, you know, the top – like the only shutdown corner tandem in the league right now. And the front seven is good. But McCown is going to get hammered. I, I Maybe the Jets could stop Fournette. I mean, they didn't stop Lynch, and then somehow they turned Dejai into, like, uh, Paul Perkins. But we'll see. So is there a chance that Jacksonville's good? Yeah. I mean, they blew out Houston in Houston. They blow out Baltimore in London. Yeah. They lose at home to Tennessee. But Tennessee's, you know, a good division. team. And we don't love the Titans, and the Texans are a little bit of a mess. I, I still would go to my head predict the Texans to win the division. But the, ta- the Jaguars have a great shot at 8-8. Eight and eight. All right. Um, are you picking the Jaguars to win this game? They really need or the Jets. Really, no, the Jaguars are going to win. The game. I'm nervous. Like I don't think. Yeah, the, the Jaguars will win. I mean, they really need to. Right. They have the okay. Steelers and Rams the next two weeks. You told me yesterday the Jets have one good player on their whole team. <laughs> Adams has been amazing. Adams, like, yeah. like at first I thought it would be the defensive player of the year. Now I think he's just the defense, like the defensive rookie of the year. Now I think it's like the defensive player of the year. He is. He's playing like linebacker and safety at the same time, making amazing tackles. He's incredible. Yeah, they have one good guy on their team. I, I mean, unless you count Josh McCown as being good, <laughs> he is now he is now three and twenty five in his last twenty eight games. All right, all right, okay. So the, we both have Jacksonville in that mm-hmm. game. Okay, uh, next we have San Francisco at Arizona. A- again, we haven't seen Arizona tonight yet, but uh, they've they've looked terrible through two games. It's tough. I'm going to say Cardinals by six and a half, and there's never six and a half point spreads. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna edge me because I said six and it's actually seven. That's way too much. Is there ever is there such a thing as a six and a half point spread? There's not, right? It's very rare yeah. because again, if, if you think about it the other way, like zero to eight and a half. Is it well, you never see half. You never, you never see, see half doesn't, because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that's why you don't see six and a half because it's again a home team at six and a half means if they're on the road they'd be favored by right. half. So that's why I'm gonna take Arizona to win this game, but I, unless they do something good tonight against the Cowboys, I think that's a lot of points. Because it is a lot of points. Still- like if this game was in San Francisco, I'd pick the Niners to win. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, again, I didn't see the Niners on on Thursday night, so apparently they played really yeah. well. And again, we haven't yeah. seen the Cardinals against the Cowboys. Like maybe they're respectable tonight. I think there's a good chance they're respectable, and then you know yeah. maybe we're back. I'm not on the Cardinals. Right, but we both have Arizona yeah. in Arizona. Yep. All right, Philly at the Chargers. I shouldn't say at because the Chargers have literally zero home field advantage. Oh, there's the going to be a lot of match. Eagles fans. Um, yeah, there was a lot of Dolphins fans, and you never Dolphins fans don't travel, well, especially not for West Coast. weeks. The Dolphins have had a tremendous fan because they at the Jets, which was an awkward situation. Although the Jets fans weren't rooting against the Jets, at least I could, from what I could tell from the TV. I, my dad was there. I did not ask him what the Avira was like, what the environment yeah. was like. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the, a lot of LA is filled with transplants, yeah. but I don't feel like it's filled with Miami transplants. It's no. more like they filled with transplants of people from right. the, from the, right. from the, the northeast Miami transplants and the west. go there, but then they fail out immediately and they go home. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans here. Uh, what's your pick for this game? Um, 
This is in L.A. The Eagles 2-1-1. Yeah, one, one loss at KC. This is a weird game. I'm going off the reservation. I'm saying Chargers by two and a half. Okay, yeah. So that's way off the reservation. I, I had Philly by one. Yeah. So I'm going to win this one. It's actually a pick em. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, this should be anywhere under three either way is normal here. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's a pick em, though. You know, it, it's hard because... W- I mean, the Chargers are the best 0-3 team, like, ever, basically. Yeah, but that's sort of been par for they're the fine. course with the Chargers for a while now. Of course. And now they're de- like their secondary is, like, dying to the point where, like... They want Revis, but I don't think Revis is going to a team that's 0-3. So win this game, Chargers, if you want Revis to come to your team. All right, are you predicting them to win? Yeah, I I definitely have the Chargers winning this game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think Philly's better, and I understand the Chargers don't have a home field advantage, but um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I I can't see them going 0-4. All right, uh, Giants at Tampa Bay. Giants 0-3. Their season's done. Tampa Bay, again, I, I do not believe Tampa Bay during hard knocks. I did not believe in them week one when they didn't play. I did not believe in them week two when they killed the Bears. Uh, everybody picked Tampa Bay, including I took Tampa Bay as my lock of the week as two and a half point favorites yeah. on the road at Vikings and Case Keenum. Their, their defense is injured. It's not good anyways. Jameis Winston throws picks. Landon Collins is going to get. I, I just, I'm, uh, I'm definitely picking the Giants to cover. And I, I don't know. Well, the Giants are so bad. I'm, I'm not going to pick the Giants to win this game. But uh, no, I'm picking the Bucks to win. And so it's the Giants in Tampa. In Tampa. I'm going to go with Tampa. Four and a half. Four and a half. All right, I'm going to beat you on this one. I said four. It's only three and a half, which is way too low. Yeah, this is this is the Giants getting respect for like a 2007 game. Yeah, you know this. Um, this line should be way higher. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, right. If the Giants had the exact same results in the same roster, but their name was the Titans, they'd be like 14 point underdogs. Yeah. Did you say that because Titan and Giant are synonyms there? No. Well, the, there used to be two teams in New York, no. the Titans and the Giants. And the Jets. Yeah, the Jets used to be the Titans, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, AFC ripping, AFL ripping off the NFL. All right. Uh, so we both have Tampa winning, but uh, not confident in it, even, uh, even though the Giants stink. All right, Oakland at Denver. This is a great game. Uh, the best of the 4 o'clock games, for sure. By the way, you know what's depressing? Yeah. My, I asked my grandfather like about the New York Titans, and he said I, he wasn't really a fan in like 60 and 61. He didn't become a Jets fan until 65 when they draft Namath, and he bought season tickets, which he still has. Which scared me because he was born in, like, 29. Okay. So, like, at my age, he wasn't even a Jets fan yet, and he still has gone through 55 years of suffering. <laughs> what do you... Like, think about that. Oh, I he, like, oh he was 36 50... when he became a Jets fan. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he still went through, like, almost 50 yeah. years of suffering. Over, over 50 years of suffering. Yeah, but, but he, at least he got a Super Bowl um, very early into his run as a Jets fan. Yes. Of so, course, somebody call him a fair weather fan. He waits till they get a, you know... Even because... Yeah, because he, yeah. he didn't he didn't sign up. Well, there'll be a lot of Jets fans game. signing on the bandwagon when they draft Sam Darnold and he refuses to play for them. <laughs> I mean, they're not getting him. Unless Darnold's going to the Chargers or something. Yeah, I don't think Darnold's going third. Well, the ultimate cuck would be if the Giants had the first pick and got Darnold. <laughs> that would be the worst day of my life. All right, Oakland at Denver. This is the game of the week. Like, could you imagine? Like, oh, I, like, there could be a week where I like lose all my money making a bat mitzvah in December, like the last week of December, and then like the next day is week 17 and the Jets blow the number one pick. Like, truly the worst 24 hours any human being has ever had. I hope your daughter's listening to this episode. (laughs) I mean, I said I wanted her to, like, go to the movies with a few friends, and she started crying and ran to her mother. She wants, uh, she's going all out. I'm not even, like, I'm not even shared on, like, the Google Doc for, like, the bat mitzvah. Oh, the plan. Is this this your second bat mitzvah or your first? 
No, you think I have a, like a 15 year old? Oh, I don't know. Same age. I don't know. You've, yeah, but you've had kids you forever. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, how cool do you think I was in high school? <laughs> All right, Oakland at Denver. This is the game of the week. Uh, everybody was slurping Trevor Simeon through two weeks. Uh, he did not look good in Buffalo. Again, maybe Buffalo is better than we think, but uh, Simeon is clearly not. Yeah, maybe they're deep. Simeon's not a long-term solution, even if he's uh, passable for now. Oakland, by the way, how do you explain that collapse? I said as a joke in the uh, WhatsApp group, I said uh, I picked Washington to beat Oakland, actually, for some silly reason last night. And then um, it, when I was being made fun of it, in the What's Facebook group, group, excuse me, in the Facebook group, I, I said uh, that uh, Washington would win, I think I said 29 to 13 or something, and they won 27 to 10, but I didn't really believe that. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. understand. I don't watch the I, game, I mean, every, I fell asleep, but every single thing went wrong for Oakland. Offensively, they were terrible. Defensively, they were terrible. Um, now they're going into Denver, so that's a, 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 tough, uh, a tough environment under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your guess for the line, and then tell me who you have winning. What's what? Where is the game at Denver? Uh, I'm going to say Denver by four, and I have Denver winning at home. Yeah, I have Denver winning at home, but also I had it by three. To me, these teams are clearly even. And um, yeah. guess what? Only Denver by one and a half. That's wow. So they're saying the Raiders are better, which isn't crazy. I mean, listen, it's they have the same record, but it's and and literally the same points for and against. You know, they're eighty-one sixty-three versus eighty-two sixty-four, almost identical. Uh, but one team has Carr and one team has Trevor Simeon. Yeah, so. but that, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm taking Denver to win. I know if it's, I, this if is it's, a overreaction to Denver's defense not playing well yesterday, but Denver's defense is still great. Let's, let's go yeah. down. Uh, and also, maybe this line hasn't taken into effect. Uh, maybe this line also fell asleep during the game last night and didn't see Oakland look terrible in Washington. All right, uh, yeah. India, by the way, uh, we are now tied at seven apiece in guessing the spreads. I've, uh, I'm accumulatively one point less off the spreads, though. So I'm technically in the lead over the tiebreaker right now. we got two games to go, so you got to uh, catch up to me here. And this next one I was off by quite a little bit, so you have a chance. Indy at Seattle. Mm-hmm. Indy at Seattle. This is tough. I mean, Seattle doesn't blow people out. The spread is going to be too high. I'm going to say Seattle by seven, seven and a half. Right. Seattle by seven well, I think I'm just about going to clinch it with that one. I had Seattle by ten. It's Seattle by 13. It's absurd. I, we're, it's like the best bet of the year. In Seattle's offense. Brissett was competent last week. They can't beat anybody by 13. They couldn't beat Alabama by 13 right yeah. now or, or, or Clemson with their, with their line. Yeah, that line is completely incomprehensible to me. I'm three off. You're, uh, what, you're five and a half off. I think we – I think – I hope you were writing the next. I think we have our four locks of the week already. Yeah, um, Indy is going to cover that for sure. Yeah, that's a terrible life. spread. Uh, yeah, Indy is a sure bet. Uh, Denver is a sure bet to me. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm now up eight to seven on you, but um, you're way more games off than me, and I was only off half point on this one. So I've clinched for the week. But let's see if you can uh, mm-hmm. at least get to eight, make yourself feel better. Washington at Kansas City. Okay. Washington now, uh, you know, I pick Gruden possibly get fired, but they've won two in a row against uh, decent teams. So. Yeah. What is this, the Monday night game? This is Monday night, yeah. Washington, right. two games in a row on national kind of TV against Monday AFC West teams, which is very odd. What was the Sunday night game again? Oh, it's Indy at Seattle. <laughs> Unwatchable. All right, that's it. That's an, I mean, NBC, <laughs> like, they should get a flex game for week four. They should have one emergency, like, <laughs> the, you know, like Brady gets hurt or Luck gets hurt. Super flex. Yeah, even if Luck was playing, this would be a it's bad really game. But yeah, but now it's unwatchable. Watch what's Trump next week? Like, oh, the ratings are way down. Like, yeah, more because Jacoby Brissett was down twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, and they did come back to win. In fairness, <laughs> the Chiefs by five and a half. Five and a half. Nailed it. Uh, no, it's six and a half. What? Oh yeah, we said there's okay. never six and a half point spread. There it is. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Way so yeah, so I said seven, so I beat you. I'm half point off. I got the Chiefs winning. Off. 
Um, you have the Chiefs winning, yeah, so do I. All right, so I beat you 9-7, to seven, but I'm pretty close this week. Uh, both of us, a lot of... I'm 28 points off total, you're 32 points off total, so Bill and Sel will probably beat us. And we have three games we disagree on. I have uh, the Saints in London, you have Miami. I have Baltimore at home, you have Pittsburgh, and I have Cincinnati on the road, you have Cleveland. So we will definitely, unless there's a tie, we will not tie this week. Yeah, any other takes? Hot, cold? No, I think, I think this is a good one. Uh, Rob Cesarino said that this is like a tricky podcast because he thinks he's got five minutes left and then the final song comes on. I used to just play a segment of the song, but I realized like people can listen to the whole song if they really don't want to. They don't have yeah. to. I, the, here's, here, I re, I, you know, Rob knows a million times more about podcasting than this, and I really respect his opinion. But the number one compliment we get is not, wow, Akiva, you have great takes on the NFL. It's like, we really like, the, they, they like the way you put in the song, and they like the songs I pick. And people, it's like the only good part of the podcast. People like it, so... Why not stick with what's working? Yeah, who's clamoring for five more minutes of us instead of five minutes of a uh, popular... I know, like, yeah, like, uh, we got, this week, we got Charles Bradley, he just died, listen to this song, it's great, it'll knock your socks off. Yeah, and we got a live version. Alright, uh, on that note, listen to Charles Bradley. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.